For educators on a mission to create welcoming and culturally inclusive learning spaces by prioritizing equity, the Culture-Centered Classroom Podcast is for you. I'm Jocelyn Hubbard, host of this podcast, but also your partner and coach on this journey. I created this podcast to support you each week by sharing information and inspiration for implementation. All right, let's jump into this episode so we can get closer to accomplishing this mission that supports every student every day. At the time of this recording, we are one day away from two major events in the United States. The first is the National Day of Mourning, which is a remembrance and protest for Indigenous peoples and their allies. And the second is Thanksgiving. Quickly following these events, there are several other major holidays and et cetera that happen during the winter months. This is also the time when schools across the nation break for a couple of weeks. This time of year presents both joy and pain, possibility and promise, as well as challenge and turmoil. Leading up to this time can be a mix of both that joy and pain for teachers and for students. It's all perspective, but each person's feelings are valid and should be honored. So how do we do both in a way that actually creates joy in both situations? Well, I think it's important to remember that joy is not just about parties and celebration. Joy is about peace and authenticity. Joy is about knowing that you have permission to show up with a smile from ear to ear or a somber silence. Joy is about not having to be fake so that other people feel comfortable or that they accept you. Reframing and shifting your understanding and definition of joy is what's going to allow you and your students to create joy where it seems like there is none. This is the very first way that joy can be created in the learning space at any time during the school year, but in particular during a time like the quote holiday season. Ensuring that students know they can and should show up authentically is very important. This is created through ongoing culture and community building where norms are established and upheld. So for example, there's not a reason for a student to pretend like they are happy or cheerful if they are not. That can be a norm that is established in your classroom. You really want to avoid toxic positivity at all costs. A second suggestion is to continue sharing and celebrating the diverse perspectives across diverse people groups. Helping students understand that no story has just one side is really important. Helping students understand that we live in a both and type of world, not necessarily an either or, can also be helpful and give them a sense of peace, not feeling like they have to fit into a box or like they have to stand on one side of the line or the other at the age of eight or 15 or even 18. Let's think about what I mentioned at the very beginning, right? We are at a time in the calendar year where there are two events happening on the very same day. And I often get asked, can you honor the National Day of Mourning and celebrate Thanksgiving? I believe so, and I do with my own family and my friends. What we do, however, is we have very real conversations around the history of the Thanksgiving myth and the atrocities that have taken place for hundreds of years against the indigenous peoples. 
We also view the live remembrance and protest, which you can view as well by going to the United American Indians of New England website. This year, the protest will be taking place on Thursday, November 23rd at noon Eastern Standard Time. So you go to the website, United American Indians of New England, you scroll down to the bottom of the page and you will see that there is a link where you can view the remembrance and protest and hopefully engage in some really interesting conversations and think through some dynamic and maybe complex questions. We celebrate Thanksgiving not because of a made-up story. And if you don't know the full story of Thanksgiving, you really want to Google Sarah Josepha Hale, who petitioned presidents for years and years and years for this Thanksgiving holiday to take place. But we don't we don't celebrate Thanksgiving because of this made-up story. We celebrate because we are truly thankful. There are many celebrations of Thanksgiving that we can pull from connected to our religious beliefs and our family traditions. Now, I will share that one of my favorite traditions growing up was celebrating all the November birthdays in my immediate and extended family after we had completed the Thanksgiving dinner. In my extended family, there are actually a lot of November birthdays, including mine and my younger brother, Kenny, which takes place on the 26th. So shout out to you, brother. Happy birthday. Yes, yes, and yes. Also, I will be turning 40 this year, so I am super excited. Okay, a third suggestion is to affirm a student's identity. Affirming a student's identity is not one set of strategies or a checklist of to-dos. Affirming a student's identity begins with your energy and posture toward them. It begins with the reception they receive from the students in their classroom and school community. Affirming a student's identity means showing them their legacy in the light. It means showing them their ancestors as the victor and the defeated. It means sharing a multitude of stories that showcases the nuances of a racial, religious, ethnic, generational, all those different cultural identity markers, right? But showing the nuances of these different groups. It means being mindful of your quote, gaze. Maybe you've heard the phrase, the white gaze, G-A-Z-E, right, gaze, and or the phrase, uh, the Christian gaze. This refers to a person or perspective being filtered through a certain standard or a set of ideals around what is right or wrong that were established by white culture or Christian culture. This is problematic because These perspectives, right, these standards are not definitively correct. These are what are believed by one group of people. They are simply one set of perspectives and one set of worldviews. Judging someone's identity through a particular standard, a particular, quote, gaze can be demeaning and harmful because that standard was likely not designed with this person in mind. Therefore, they will continuously fall short and feel less than. For example, if you continuously judge my beauty, and I mean literally me, Jocelyn Hubbard, if you continuously judge my physical beauty on how fair skin I am, well, I'm going to fall short every time. I am a brown skinned woman and I am proud of it. But as a child, I was often compared to my siblings who have more fair skin than I do. I was told that I was not as beautiful. These statements were steeped. They are steeped in colorism and white culture standards. As an adult, I know that they are not true, but as a child, I wondered and I doubted my physical beauty. So affirm a student for who they are, not in comparison to someone else or some random standard. A fourth suggestion is to engage your students in a joy study. I've been talking about this a lot. 
Learn about what joy means to your students. You cannot and should not assume that you just know what is going to bring them joy or that the things that bring you joy or another student are going to bring that student joy. Remember, we are reframing our definition and our understanding of joy. It's not just parties and celebration because there are different personality types and some people are introverts and extroverts and they don't want all of this. So, you know, assuming, for example, that making a big to-do about a student's birthday will bring them joy, eh, that's not, you know, that's not, that, that's probably not the best course of action because it may not. For a variety of reasons, they may not want any attention shown on them for their birthday. And all students deserve to experience joy in their learning space. Joy is peace and love and safety and celebration and exploration and learning, discovery and failure and new beginnings and tradition and you fill in the blank. How amazing would it be if you could be the teacher that introduces your students to that type of joy? How life-changing Will it be for your students to learn about and understand that they deserve joy? To learn about and understand what their joy actually is, how they experience joy. To understand that their joy is not odd or weird or wrong. Their joy is simply joy. Now you can grab a free copy of my mini joy study to complete with your own students by going to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash define joy. Next week on the podcast, it is the main event. I will be airing the special guest interview with Dr. Goldie Muhammad, author of Cultivating Genius and Unearthing Joy. It is going to be a treat. I had so much fun interviewing her. She is just an amazing person. She is funny and just a wealth of information and knowledge. She has such a great perspective. So I cannot wait for you to hear this interview next Wednesday and to share your thoughts, to share what your insights and pieces of inspiration are as we are moving into the end of this first semester of the school year. All right, my friend, remember to seek joy, affirm culture, prioritize equity, celebrate diversity, and strive for liberation through learning every single day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to grab your free reflection sheet by going to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash define joy. Also rate and review this show on Apple Podcast and share it with a friend so that you can elevate together.